0: system and try to find the vulnerabilities before uh, a black hat hacker does okay highly skilled in it like when you say you are trained in india then it means you are the best because um no system is 100 secured okay all these things technology india is very advanced one of the best in the world so
1: so what's up guys today we're coming with another podcast on uh, ethical hacking we have felix for with us who is in from lovely Professional university but basically from South Africa. So let's know more about Felix and then get into ethical hacking. So Akash, could you please, you know, introduce
2: our guest of today's uh, host that we have? Felix Bentel is a cybersecurity analyst, ethical hacker, security researcher, penetration tester, bug bounty hunter. Felix Bentel is expertised in techniques of hacking networks, mobile devices, web applications, and is also into ethics and cyber laws. He has helped many organizations ranging from government and national agencies, financial institutions, educational institutions, telecommunications, oil and gas agencies, and other corporate organizations across the globe in fixing vulnerabilities. He is a certified ethical hacker, CEH version 11, and a member of Computer Society of India, member of Institute of ICT Professionals Ghana, IEEE Computer Society. He is also a part-time hacker at HackerOne and Buckcrowd at his leisure time
1: wow so welcome you felix with us so felix just Thank can you. you give me your title tag that you have you know you'd like to know if somebody asks you what is what oh. are you felix so there is something you'll add on can i have that from your side
0: okay um i'm just i'm just someone i'm just someone who is interested in um cyber security in general uh, i love to find ways around um, systems okay to make sure that i find a different way into Entering into a system um, different than what the system was developed to or actually developed to do. Okay, so I just try to, I enjoy finding ways around systems, get, trying to get into systems, and that's something that I enjoy doing most. So um, basically, I'm an ethical hacker. I don't do it for any malice or malicious intents. I just try to find vulnerabilities in systems and report it to. Um, then the necessary organizations or the organizations that are responsible for uh, or in charge of uh, making sure that their systems are secured. So that's what I do and I love doing it. So basically that's everything about me.
1: So it's like you just do ethical hacking, but you do it legally and ethically. But just want to know about, see, uh, there is always this kind of mindset in India. If you come across anyone around a general person who is not actually to the platform, But if you just say him, bro, you know, like you do ethical hacking. What is the first thing you just most time face across? What is the first question you get from people?
0: Um, Sometimes on my social media, um, I think people have not come to appreciate ethical hacking to um, a certain level. So... People have this um, misconception. They have this perception about um, hacking. When you introduce yourself that you are into ethical hacking, they put you in the box of a black uh, of a black hat hacker. That's a hacker who has um, malicious intents. Okay, so um, that's the funny thing. But people try to draw closer to you when you try to break it down for them to understand that, hey, I'm the good guy. We have different types of hackers. We, we just try to find um, entry into a system and try to find the vulnerabilities before um, a black hat hacker does okay so that um, the company or the institution involved can provide remedies or remediations to it before a, a malicious attacker finds out that vulnerability So on social media, many people have unfriended me on Facebook because when they see my profile, they think uh, this guy is a bad person. And so I've (laughs) lost I've lost a lot of social media (laughs) followers because of this. So that's the interesting thing. But I think with time and some of this thing that um, you and Akash are doing, I think um, many people will come to appreciate um, this field of ethical hacking. And I think uh, we will get there gradually.
1: Definite, yeah. felix because people are quite scared about it like from basically we've been seeing in movies or everywhere the bollywood thing like ethical hacker is somebody sitting in front of the laptop you know hacking everything taking off your money and as usual the youtubes you know the youtube generation also making that mindset like you know people will just loot you money who's in a hacking but they don't know the quite difference between ethical hacking and hacking the previous podcast we had the same discussion like you know uh we if we're like, like, you know, trying to figure out and make people understand like what is ethical and what is hacking. They are quite, you know, different thing. So definitely you will have a lot many followers in a short while. We'll keep uploading this podcast
2: and content for them so they can understand. So Felix, uh, have this, you know, people have this misconception of uh, ethical hacking because uh, when we speak about ethical hacking, there are various domains in cybersecurity. It is uh, not only with respect to the web application like which you are doing or the networks which you are doing. So, if a student wants to come in, you know, a lot of freshers ask me, "How do I get into this field?" This hacking terms, you know, it, it is something fascinating. Even without the prior knowledge, you know, it will attract a lot of amount of people. So, what is something that which attracted you towards this field?
0: Thank you. Um, my my introduction into ethical hacking was uh, is something that is very interesting. Um, I was I was duped online, okay, and uh, I was duped online. Uh, I was a kind of a phishing attack, and. Uh, I was, too, that I was duped. I was duped of some few dollars. So uh, I decided that, no, I have to learn this kind of thing so that I can first protect myself, know how these um, Black Hat hackers operate, to first protect myself, to also help um, protect my family and and my friends, and then later spread out this knowledge to the general public so that um, everybody can be safer online. We can create an... um, online or cyber safety for everybody who accesses the internet. So I think that's what attracted me to um, Ethical Hacking because I wanted to stay safe, to get more knowledge on how these hackers operate. And through that, I'll be able to know how to protect myself.
1: That's great. So, Felix, you know, we have been hearing about, you know, people uh, being, uh, you know, these are there's some black hat hackers, right? you know, who are the negative characters in the society. But have you ever come across some black hat hacker at the same time when you are studying and you're trying to improve the website and there is some other person trying to get into the web application? Has that ever happened to you online or somebody you just had a conversation while doing that, something like that?
0: Um, that thanks for the question. Um, I think in the field, it has happened to me once. there was an insider attack was coming from the inside of the organization so it was an insider attack and when i realized it i confronted the people it was actually coming from the it guys in the organization so i confronted them and uh because of that it created some kind of ethical issues because one they told me they would lose their job in case i make a complete report that indeed the attack was coming from inside so, um, it, it was kind of a dilemma for me, I didn't really know what to do, so I just had to abandon the project, like I just decided that I will not go further with the, with the, with the um, contract, so I had to abandon it. And because that was my first time I actually came into contact, like in my line of work, into contact with people like that. So, I wouldn't qualify them as black hat hackers, but they are just, well... They are just ethical hackers who are using their skills for malicious intent, intent. They are not actually black hats, as in the black hat, but they are normal ethical hackers who are using their skills for a bad purpose.
2: So basically, they are gray hackers. Okay, so you have this gray and black. I mean,
1: in between people who are like, you know, sometimes on the negative side and sometimes on the positive side. They have like, two colors when they work right yeah that's good man so okay so now i would like to ask you something um like okay so people say like you can snoop into somebody's personal account i mean there are people in industry people are in sports they have these blue ticks is it really easy to get into their websites and their personal instagram accounts and then try to find out their passwords is it really possible
0: yeah everything is possible you know in hacking even in security, everything is possible because um, no system is hundred percent secured. Okay, so there is always a way around systems, and because before because because of that, be, always there is a way around systems. But it's either for you to know how to do it. Okay, it's up to you to know how to do it. That's why we have different levels. Even in ethical hacking, we ethical hackers. There are people who are more skilled than I am. Akash is very good and. We have many people out there who are very skilled okay so depending on the level the skill level of the hacker he will be able to know that at this uh, with this security uh, at this security level of the uh, system that he or she is trying to access will he be able to penetrate it so maybe i will come into into a system i will not be able to penetrate or find any way around it a cash would come because probably akash is more skilled than i am he'll be able to do the same thing that i couldn't do okay yes. so sometimes so,
1: it's like you cannot find out the loopholes but some other person can find out the
0: loopholes sure. it depends
1: upon the way we have experience you mean
0: yes and the skill level of the person oh yes That's
2: good. Mm-hmm. and again so, it depends on the psychology how you know how the, the target person understanding the psychology using their own mindset against themselves so that also plays a major role while hacking someone's social media account
0: Yes, and for the social media, for the social media too, I think social engineering really comes to play because um, many people on social media they are not security inclined. They are just using social media just to go and post, like, and also share their videos off they go. They don't really um, have much knowledge about this online security or online safety. So, depending on the virus, after he has gathered all that information, he will. Then identify the attacking surface, okay, where he wants to penetrate. Maybe if he uses efficient attack, like send you a link, he realized that you are really interested in buying um, maybe um, reduced sales phones, maybe phones that has reduced prices. You are really interested in buying that. He can send you efficient a link, okay, which he has um, written um, a malicious script behind it. So as soon as you click on that link, then it takes you to... um, um, something to log in where he can harvest or steal your credentials your login credentials, something like that. So depending on what you want, so a hacker will use what entices you, what attracts you to get you. Okay. So he will, if he like, he realized that you like eating too much sugar, probably he will think about using sugar to attract you because he knows <laughs> that you are interested in sugar. Yeah. So that's yeah. how it works. So he will still eat, um his victim. Then based on what the victim wants he will give it to the victim then he will attract the victim so that's how it works
2: Uh, there's a misconception about this dark web you know a lot of people speak you know access dark web access dark web some people say access you know tor i use tor that is that is itself for the dark web. so i want you to clear this misconception what is basically this dark web torrents and everything
0: okay so the dark web you know we have the surface web okay have the surface so there are three kinds of web we have the surface web we have the um, deep web and we have the dark web
1: what are the three things
0: surface web
1: surface web
0: surface yes then we have the deep deep web.
1: and then the dark web okay so where do all the normal people use this on the surface web we use all in surface web yes oh that's great okay yeah
0: Yeah. so the surface web um you are able to Access this everything, almost everything that we've been using online. We are all we are accessing it uh, on the surface web, okay. And the surface web, what makes the surface web surface web is that, um, crawlers, okay, we have something called crawlers. Crawlers are able to crawlers are found in search engines like the Google search engine and all these search engines. Crawlers are able to crawl through the surface web, that's why they're able to retrieve when you search for something, they're able to, um, retrieve all these things, location okay? mm-hmm. Now, when you go into the deep web, the deep web, the second level, that's the deep web, crawlers are not able to work there. The normal crawlers, Google search engines, they are not able to work there. So there are certain websites that occur at the deep web level, okay? You are not able to get, if you search for some information, you will not be able to get it because they are hidden from the crawlers. Crawlers are not able to crawl to that level of the web. Uh-huh. and dark. The dark is the um, the deepest part, okay, where all the dark things happen, where um, credit card um, fraud and credit card ex- details are exchanged, like people sell people's credit cards. It happens at the dark web, okay, where um, cyber terrorism, people plan cyber attacks on nations, people plan cyber attacks on. Um, uh, Companies like serious cyber attacks, even in the dark web, that's where you even be able to find black hat hackers where people pay them to maybe hack some people. Okay, so that everything, the dark web cocaine deals and um, everything happens at the dark web because it is that these security forces agencies are not able to go there and see what is going on there. So they are hidden. They are hidden because crawlers cannot even even find them. So that's the level where black hat hackers operate. And that's the level that even most ethical hackers go there and learn, because that level, it is advanced people, like people who are really advanced that are there. And you can access that level. You can access that level using the normal Google Chrome and uh, the Internet Explorer browsers and those things, okay? Maybe you can use uh, uh, Tor or Onion, uh, these browsers, okay? These browsers are what uh, you can use to access that level. So if you want to browse at the dark web and the deep web then probably you need a tor browser
2: is it recommended to use tor browsers i mean or is it like you know a good part of it like is it illegal to use tor browsers by the common people
0: oh it it is not well it is not illegal but uh, i think you are rather um, to my point of view you are rather exposing yourself to attacks because uh, that level is highly advanced hackers who are there and most of them are is, is for black hat hackers. So, you using that um, browser to access. Um, and one thing about that browser is that um, it makes you untraceable. They cannot trace you, it's anonymous. So, your IP is hidden, everything, and nobody can trace you. So, that's why black hat hackers love to use that um, Tor browser to access the dark web. Okay, so I think. So, it's, it's you know, like
1: if somebody who doesn't know anything like me, it's like a first grade kid going in sitting into a master degree class. It's
0: sure, like you don't understand what like they that. are
1: doing, but you'll be like destroyed in
2: some chances there are
1: like you get destroyed by them. Sure, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, okay, yes, that. something like that. Okay.
2: With respect to the cyber loss in the country, you know, if you see India also where you're being now, there's not much, you know, things emphasize on cyber loss. And with respect to your countries, you said, you know, technological advancement is not there. Which sentence is, you know, cyber laws are not that straight. So how necessary is it for a country you know, to emphasize more on cyber laws?
0: If you are protecting your, your country physically, then definitely you have to protect your country digitally as well. Because uh, right now, um, the wars that we are fighting uh, have, moved on, have moved on from the physical wars to cyber wars. So um, if you are a country that is really serious in protecting your citizens or in protecting your infrastructure, then uh, your IT infrastructure and everything that you have, then probably you have to take um, cybersecurity um, seriously. And um, I think my country has done something that is very impressive. Um, last year, December, is it November, December there, about the ending of last year, they, they launched, um, they passed this bill into a law, the Cybersecurity Act. So they've been able to um, pass that law, Cybersecurity Act, and I think um, that's uh, a beautiful step, okay? Because at least we, we've had as we, now we have a cyber security act, a law that will govern the whole um, operations of cyber security in the country. So um, I think gradually we will get there. All I, that I'm saying is um, we need to develop or to train more um, skilled professionals in cyber security, like in the different domains of cyber security, in penetration testing, ethical hacking, in disaster recovery, in IT audits, cyber security audits, in forensic, digital forensic or forensic analysis, all these uh, people need to be trained. And I think uh, with time, since they've made that law or they've passed that law in my country, I think um, with time more people will be trained in cyber security to take charge of um, some of these cybersecurity issues in my country to fill in the, uh, the gaps. But what I intend to do is, um, when I go back, I think I will I'll, I'll push, is one of my plans to push this cybersecurity agenda in my country, as Indians are doing here. Because um, at least the government has to at least set a good example for other companies to follow. Because in my country, I've never seen any company in my country with a responsible disclosure program. Um, even the government doesn't ha- have it. So I think these are some of the things that when I go back to my country, I want to push it so that um, these some of these programs can be made available. Some of these companies can make available some of these um, RDPs so that um, more people can get interested in ethical hacking. So um, basically, these are some of the ideas that I have going forward. Um, I think we will get there though we are not on the level of india when it comes to technology and all these advancements yet okay so uh, many people graduate and they are not even able to write a single line of code maybe they are computer science student but they've graduated if you ask them about any theoretical computer science uh, theory they will be able to say it but they cannot even program they cannot even write a single line of code so that's the kind of um, issue there so um, and that's the m- main reason why I came to India for my master's. So because at the undergraduate level, I couldn't get much. Although I did IT at the undergraduate level, I realized that I couldn't program well. Uh, and I didn't even understand programming logic and all these things. So I think that's the problem in my country's education system, where students are trained to be um, rote learners. Rote learners, I mean, they're able to give, like read and reproduce whatever they've read, exactly the same thing. They can recite it to you. As if they are reciting um the holy books. They can recite it to you. Okay. So uh but they cannot practice whatever they've learned, they cannot apply it. They are not so able. That's the skill gap. There is a skill gap between the industry and what we are taught in our universities or in our education system. So I think being able to bridge that gap, bring the industry closer to. You, the education system, that's the problem there in my country.
1: True be to be frank, Felix, you know, like this thing is even in India. It's not like you know everyone knows about coding platforms. I would like to tell you, I'm from a computer science background. And I back I did my BC, that's how bachelor's of computer applications. But when it comes to technicality, knowing about networks, knowing about web application, I there is nothing I know. So sometimes what happened, the education system is like most over in country in India or in uh, South African countries or the Nigerian countries. Like I have a lot many people where I have spoke about the education system. They say the same thing. The education system is only to complete your syllabus. Focus on exams, get your good marks. You learn, you don't learn, doesn't matter. That's how the education sure. system is lacking in many areas. So it's not only in your country, but yeah, we do have this drawback in our country. Not every kid learns about coding. So Akash is from a technical background. Not every kid in his class is good in all this. So there are kids who are like have no clue what they're doing, but they're doing it. So that happens. Yeah, happened yeah, yes. Right? yeah.
0: Yes, I'm. I'm looking. I was looking at the um the percentage because um since I came here um I think. It's not just about the coding aspect, okay, but being able to um, actually apply. Even if you don't know coding, maybe you know there is a domain, a certain domain that someone knows. It's not like knowing all the computers and it's very broad. You can't know everything. So, being able to at least know your something about your space, at least the basic knowledge to get you into the job okay, the basic skill to get into. Apart from that, too, um, one thing that helps Indian education system is um, the affordability of internet. Internet here is very affordable as compared to my country is very expensive. That's, no, let's say five times, five times or six times. So oh. it's very expensive. Yeah, it's very expensive. And it's not fast as well. So it's expensive and slow. So <laughs> that is the issue. But here in India, even if... Um, The education system is not training you on the skills. You're able to go online to this um, Coursera. You are able to go online and learn the um, practical aspects. Also, there are many training institutions, IT training institutions in India. In my country, there are about just um, three or four top oh. it training institution he was trained in india he's highly valued in my country india they know indians to be hey highly skilled in it like when you say you are trained in india then it means you are the best so that's what made me choose india and secondly uh my government brought me here okay i won a scholarship from my government to come and study here so the government brought me to India to stay because the government realized that um, India, when it comes to IT and computer science and all these things, technology, India is very advanced, one of the best in the world. So that's why my government gave me a scholarship to come and study here.
2: When well, you see Felix, okay, I, I remember dedication and hard work because uh, I was, uh, you know, since I'm personally connected, I keep seeing Felix on social medias. He was tested positive for COVID. He was on his bed, you know, for literally one week, and he was attending all the interviews from his bed. <laughs> Felix, I want, I want, you know, emphasize on this because this stance is an inspiration for a lot of people. You know, your dedication. Uh, speak about this.
0: Oh yeah, thank you. Um, yes, I had COVID. Uh, I was, at, um, I had to do it because it's a company I love so much, and I didn't want the chance to go. So, did the interview at the hospital? I informed them that I was in the hospital. They asked me whether I still want to carry on with the interview, and I said yes because I think I was so much determined, I was uh, waiting for this opportunity to be able to work for an international company like um, KPMG. So I found it as an opportunity for me to put in my all, at least to let them know that um, I am one, I'm disciplined, I'm ready to work for them. Uh
1: So that was really an amazing experience with Felix with us about ethical hacking and uh, all the things that is happening on the internet, the dark web, the deep web, or the normal web that we use the internet crawling things which we never knew so hope you guys liked it we'll be coming with the same podcast again this week stay tuned and stay in touch with us we'll be updating such videos often and do subscribe immediately and do listen to our podcast again and again thank you for likes for being with us see you all again next week